Brett Powers with us on Fridays. Problem is, no show Friday or Thursday. He said Tuesday slotted well for him. He's here. We appreciate that very much, Brad. You adjusting there for us. First question, Johnny Vegas. Ask Brad, any chance UNLV can keep this coaching staff together after the historic year, and will you be at the game on Saturday? Uh, I, I doubt they'll be. I mean, they made so much noise uh, that I, I doubt they'll be able to keep the coaching staff together. I mean, we're talking about the, the best season in the history of the school in year one. So, uh, and obviously, I would say Jed Fish and Barry Odom should be up, would get my votes for National Coach of the Year if I had one, uh, just for the job that they've done. So, no, I don't think they'll be able to, you know, keep on to it. I think Odom probably comes back, but uh, then the offense coordinator, Brendan Marion, uh, will likely get picked up somewhere else. Uh, can I go to the game? I'm thinking about it. Uh, I mean, it's the biggest home game in the history of UNLV football, uh, a win, and they host the Mountain West Championship game. Uh, I'm thinking about it. There's, the problem is, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to watch a Michigan-Ohio State game. I mean, I'm from Toledo, Ohio, and if, you're, uh, if you know anything uh, about the rivalry, that's basically ground zero for, for Ohio State-Michigan. So uh, that one's, it's tough to get away from that game. Brad, this came up earlier in the week. And you being from Ohio, Notre Dame fan, but grew up in Ohio, you're around it all day, hearing Ohio State and Michigan all the time as a kid. Going back to even Woody and Bo, which would date you, wouldn't date me, uh, could this be Saturday the biggest matchup ever between the two, considering the story and the bad blood that's actually up a notch? Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I mean, I know a couple of them 1970 games were, were, were pretty huge there. Uh, but, man, obviously we've, we've had a couple of really big ones the last couple of years. But I just think the culmination of the last couple of years, culmination of they're both being 11-0 and again, uh, culmination of, you know, <laughs> what's gone off the field. Yeah, th- this, is, this is the biggest one. Uh, the, the problem is, I will say that now that I'm thinking about it, the 06 game was pretty big because there was a buildup to that for like a month as well. So uh, those would be, the, at least as far as I've been following it, the 2006 game, which was number one versus number two, and this one are the two biggest that I can recall. Last year they were both undefeated. But in 06, Brad, not only we had was Bo it one. dying too. Correct. Bo died on the eve of it. Yeah. And – it was one versus two, but the other item was, and I was doing uh, my third or fourth year on Sirius XM, the key topic was not only is this game big, but does it matter because these two teams could easily match up in the BCS championship game regardless of outcome. That was big. Yeah, uh, and obviously didn't happen. it didn't end up happening. Yeah, right. Florida ended up uh, getting it. Uh, but, yeah, th- those were definitely that 06 game and this one are the two biggest. Uh, but we'll, we'll let the TV ratings decide, too. I mean, I, I think the 06 game is, uh, I believe, it, as far as regular season games, it's number two still uh, in the last 30 years. So, as far as most watched uh, college football regular season games. Brad, when we're on topic, let's just stay with it. Somewhere around four, four and a half Michigan favorite at home. Where are you 
when it comes to this ball game? Yeah, it's actually three and a half and even Good. three in some spots. Wow. Uh, yeah. It, my ratings say Michigan. Have I bet it? Yeah, I actually bet it last week because that's how strong my ratings were on Michigan. So uh, I I am worried what I saw. I mean, it was one, just one data point. You're taught not to overreact one data point, but the data point last week for Michigan was the newest information meaning, you know, this is what they look like for a second game without hardball. This is what they look like with a fired linebackers coach. This is what they look like with some banged-up offensive tackles. Uh, it wasn't good at all on offense for them last week. So I'm a little bit concerned, but I still got to stick with my numbers. My numbers lean Michigan, especially I'm seeing that three now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and lay that. It's at one book here in town, South Point. <laughs> I'm going to lay that three. I, I will make that bet. Totals 46. This, if you follow the series, it's been higher scoring, to say the least, the last few years. This one, to me, though, just feels like it's going to be lower. You don't have the quarter, same level of quarterback play at Ohio State. Their defense is much better. I mean, Ohio State's just a dead nut under team this year. I mean, their defense is as good as it's been in recent memory. Uh, their offense isn't as explosive. So, I mean, there's a big reason why they're 9-2 and two to the under this year. Uh, by an average of like 10 points per game. Uh, and then Michigan struggles offensively. I still trust their defense. Uh, I'll lean under 46 as well. Brad, you and I have talked numerous times through the years about how you adjust, how much you adjust for the loss of a starting quarterback. But here's the oddity. I don't think we've ever discussed a game, Florida State, Florida, about to happen where both starting quarterbacks went down the week before Got to see both quarterbacks come in and play pretty well. Don't know if that's a predictor of the future, but how do you handicap that item? Yeah, I mean, you try to adjust the ratings as well as you can. I downgraded four to three for Mertz uh, being lost uh, just uh, from that. But, I mean, I upgraded them one for the performance against Missouri. So, from last week, downgraded their power rating two. Florida State downgraded their power rating six. Obviously, Jordan Travis, more valuable quarterback uh, than Graham Mertz. Uh, tough. Uh, six and a half seems right. Nobody's and it hasn't moved, so that tells me that they they opened up a pretty good number there. Uh, I bet under. That's what you do. I mean, you got two backup quarterbacks. You would expect conservative game plans. So uh, you go ahead and bet the under. Although that that I thought they did a good job in in opening that one up in the fifty and a half, fifty one range. It's down to fifty, but. Uh, not much value. It's just uh, uh, well, it's probably a good in-game. Uh, that probably one of the best in-game uh, opportunities as far as the weekend. Because I mean, you'll get an idea of if the moment's too big for one of the two quarterbacks or both. Also, Brad Sammy in Hatton, Alabama, wants to know with the Jordan Travis injury, how does that impact the Florida State Louisville line? championship game yeah that one's down under a touchdown now you can bet that in multiple books it, it was trading close to 10 but now it's uh in that six and a six and a half range ish uh five and a half in some spots so yeah i thought still six is probably a little high after the downgrade but uh yeah four states four states still controls their destiny obviously and still favored to do so by a touchdown uh, in both games here so all is not lost as far as that as far as making the playoff not winning a game in the playoff might be but uh, making it, uh, they're still favored to do so. 
You probably just answered my next question, but I'll ask it. Tonight, the committee, will they have a problem with Jordan Travis not playing? Uh, I mean, it's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I would. I mean, I'm setting Vegas line. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, Florida State's not even in my top ten right now. So, I mean, I would, but uh, – on, their, on what they do, it shouldn't. I mean, they still won the football game. Uh, so, yeah, they shouldn't be docking them. But, I mean, they, from as far as a Vegas perspective, yeah, you dock Florida State significantly. John in Los Angeles, who's actually a big Notre Dame fan, he said, I saw online on the Odds Shark site that Penn State opened as a 10.5-point favorite over Michigan State, and it's now – up to 21. He says, is that correct? If so, has to be one of the biggest moves I've ever seen. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I didn't see that one. Uh, I don't know, maybe one book flashed. I, I, I didn't see 10.5. I saw 18. I laid it with Penn State. That was, uh, that was the first line I saw. Um, that was circa 11 a.m. on Sunday. It was 18, and I bet Penn State. So, yeah, uh, 10.5 I didn't. But I, I, I've seen bigger moves than that. I've seen flat-out Stakes where stuff's moved a few touchdowns. So, uh, but the, those are just flat out mistakes from the book. But uh, yeah, I ten and a half. I don't know, but I mean, I'm not doubting it because I mean, a lot of books are releasing early now. Coach Marshall here in the six one five. Brad says, Bill, you've hardly mentioned Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Rocky Top on Saturday. Your thoughts there, Brad? Did we lose? Do we get disconnected there, Patton? Yeah, check that. And uh, towards the end of that last answer, I lost him just at the end. The very end. We'll see if Brad Powers, we can pull him back up. Your questions, lots of them have been posted, but if you have any, put them here on Twitter and use the hashtag AskBP and we will get those lined up. We've gotten into a few of the circumstances so far. The game, don't let me sk- skip anything either. If I'm, if I'm 10, 15 minutes down the road and we have not talked the Iron Bowl or the Apple Cup or the Civil War or the Territorial Cup or any of those, say, hey, Bill, get with it. Bill, get in line. Brad, I was asking you, and somehow we got disconnected there, about the Tennessee and Vanderbilt game. Coach Marshall's mad at me because I did not mention much of that early on in the show. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not going to appease to many. I mean, with a 27-point <laughs> spread. Uh, right. And uh, I guess the, the, the biggest news would be Vanderbilt on a historic season for all the wrong reasons. I mean, if they don't cover this number, they're going to finish 1-11 against the spread. They'll be one of the worst seasons in the history of college football, so a betting perspective. Uh, a little bit of money on Tennessee to start the week. I agree with that, uh, but uh, I, I I didn't necessarily – I wasn't anxious to bet the game. I, I don't necessarily love what I've seen from Tennessee in recent weeks. Uh, we'll see if Vanderbilt, you know, how much of an effort coming off a of bye, but uh, – Kind of a pass for me, to be honest with you, Bill. Uh, Tennessee again favored by 27. When we come back, Robin, the 2-1-0, wants to know, Brad, your thoughts on that UTSA two-lane game. We'll talk about it when we continue. Iron Bowl, all those games. Coming up, Brad Powers with us. Omni Nashville Hotel. 
Good morning. Still wants to run slower than normal on 24 westbound up by Harding Place where we had that earlier crash. All it did was really aggravate all that traffic coming in this morning from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County on 24 through Antioch on 24 westbound. Still running heavy again to get up past Harding Place. Still a lot of volume up by the airport on 40 west at Donaldson Pike. You still, I still see a lot of traffic there uh, in Hermitage, Donaldson there westbound on I-40. It looks like it's starting to slow 65 south just before you get down to Portland coming out of Kentucky. Give yourself extra time from up there. Hey, don't miss Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga this holiday season. Check them out at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Callaway Paradigm Woods, forged carbon for unparalleled distance and forgiveness. Now up to $100 off. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series Laser Rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Oh, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The scouts had to come up with a whole new star system just to classify him. It's Bill King. Robin, the 2-1-0, says, ask Brad about that UTSA Tulane game. Wants to know what's your line on it, Brad. 
Yeah, right now Tulane's uh, favored by three, total 52. Uh, I did bet it. I took UTSA plus four, but uh, right now, I, just because I made the line three-ish, uh, I think it's a really good game to watch right now, unless the line changes. Uh, I, as long, if it doesn't move off a three, I, I wouldn't bet it. But I, I would watch it because I, I would say it's the best group of five game of the season so far. I'm um, a lot on the line, a birth in the conference championship game. You know, Tulane, you know, 10 wins after winning the Cotton Bowl a year ago. UTSA has been very consistent. I mean, if you're uh, a big-time program looking for a coach, you you might want to take a sneak peek at Jeff Trailer and see what he's all about. I mean, he's done a fantastic job. He's up for the A&M job. So uh, I just watch it right now and not bet it with with Tulane there by three. Humble seeker, who does Brad like in the Wisconsin-Minnesota game? Badgers are a slight favorite on the road, but last week needed overtime to beat Nebraska. Yeah, very fortunate win. The only time uh, at any point during the game that Wisconsin was covering was in overtime. Uh, so, and yeah, Nebraska, oof, that, that's a tough beat. Uh, haven't bet this one yet. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by two, total 42. Maybe it seems high, but keep in mind, Wisconsin runs tempo, uh, and Minnesota's defense has been uh, not so great here in recent weeks. So, uh, what I need to, to bet it would be a three on Minnesota. Uh, if it doesn't get there, I won't bet it. But uh, if Wisconsin moved up to a three-point favorite, I would take Minnesota. UK Cats says, Bill, can you ask Brad about Kansas State minus 10 against Iowa State? Kansas State is averaging 45 points at home, he says. Yeah, a little bit of disagreement in the market. Uh, I, you know, I bet Kansas State minus nine at open. Made it 10, and it happened to jump up to like 12, and then a pretty sharp consensus group uh, that took Iowa State at that number. So I honestly don't see us coming off a of 10 too much here. Uh, I think it's a pretty fair number. You're right, Kansas State's been much more dominant at home. They got the more explosive offense. They didn't look great last week, I'll be honest with you. I know they got, got another win over their rival, but they didn't cover, and they're playing a third-string quarterback. So that worries me a little bit. But uh, 10 seems right. And you're going to hear me say that quite a bit <laughs> Uh, this week, if you're on a key number and it's right around my power rating, at this point in the season, I'm not looking to, to make a lot of bets. Iron Bowl, Brad, let's talk about it, but let me begin by asking you, Auburn getting trounced at home by New Mexico State, a good program this year, a, a well-coached team this year. They also wrote the Aggies of New Mexico State almost a $2 million check to come in there and whip them like that. How shocked were you? Well, stunned. I mean, I actually bet Auburn last week. I mean, I guess that makes me an idiot, uh, to say the least. But, uh, you know, the expectation was New Mexico State wasn't going to play their quarterback. He did play. Obviously, everyone knows who Diego uh, Fabia is now. Uh, so he played and played well. Uh, I mean, just I mean, the market went from 21 to 25. So I wasn't alone in betting Auburn last week. Um uh, I mean, it's a big of an upset considering not only the point spread, but the, how how dominated Auburn was. It was. Nothing fluky. It's not like they were minus five in turnovers. Um, New Mexico State beat them up at the line of scrimmage, controlled the game from start to finish, went on long, consistent drives. Uh, I looked it up. This has happened four times in 40 years where a 24-point or more underdog won a game by at least 21 points. Four times in 40 years. And two of the four, Jerry Kill over Hugh Freeze. Happened last year in New Mexico State, crushed Liberty. That's a big underdog, one by 35. Happened last Saturday with New Mexico State beating Auburn. So I don't know what Jerry Kill has on Hugh Freeze, but it 
you want to talk about having the playbook or stealing the signals. I don't know what that – I mean, to have that type of two covers back-to-back years says something. So uh, what does that do for the, this week's game, though, more importantly, Alabama-Auburn? Well, I mean, we've seen an adjustment in the points, spread. I mean, this game you could have bet almost all year, and it was sitting like Alabama in the 10 to 12 range, and now you're crossing through 14, and it's 14 and a half. Uh, if you're asking me what I bet, I didn't bet it yet. Uh, I, I, I would need – I would need a thirteen. I would rather bet Alabama than Auburn, uh, but but uh, I, we're not going to get to that number. So uh, I think Auburn will play much better. I'll put it that way. But uh, just just not interested. You touched on it there. Is it possible last Saturday at Jordan Hare is irrelevant to this Saturday at Jordan Hare? And does history play any part of this? Considering Nick at Auburn is four and four. Yeah, I mean a little bit. Certainly, he, he it should. I mean, obviously Auburn was probably looking ahead to this one to say the least. Last week's result says that uh, Hugh Freeze has history over Saban. Yeah, I mean this is a dangerous spot for Alabama. I just, I mean, there's some fundamental issues with Auburn uh, up front that that worries me. And then Alabama is on the ascent. So I mean, they they just I mean Alabama's improved as much as any team in the country since September. That's saying something. So. Uh, I just I'm not there yet uh, as far as betting it. Uh, big game uh, doesn't necessarily mean big value as far as I'm concerned. Notre Dame early against Wake a little sluggish, then dominated. Did that give you any energy for the Irish? Or are you still down on them? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I'm I'm okay. I'm always pretty you know relative to expectation. I'd probably say I'm more pe- I'm a pretty pessimistic Notre Dame fan. Uh, did I bet them this week? No, market is betting them. It's up to twenty six against Stanford. I, I, I'm not wild about that laying twenty six on the road. Uh, but I mean, Stanford leaves a lot to be desired, and Notre Dame should be focused after losing to Stanford last year. So, uh, haven't bet it yet. Uh, if it continues to climb, though, I mean, let's say you know, because twenty six isn't a key number. Let's say it gets to maybe twenty eight. I would, I would lean Stanford at that point. If if let me let me entice you even more. If you get a twenty eight and a half, um, you got to go the Cardinal. Yeah, I mean I like Troy Taylor, and they, they they fought. They haven't given up on the season. I know they didn't cover against Cal last week, but it's not like they were blown out. Uh, they'll they'll fight and claw a little bit there. So, uh, yeah, I, I I would have to to bet that uh, if it got there, if it gets there, we'll we'll see if it does. I mean it's our. It has already climbed uh, three points from 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 the soft open on, on Sunday. So, uh, you know, future wise, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot a lot of smoke around Notre Dame LSU in a bowl game. That that is, and boy, as a Notre Dame fan, I'm I would not be looking forward to that. Not unless Jaden Daniels. Won. Well, he, they'd probably probably be tough no matter what. But if you're a Notre Dame fan, it'd be nice for Jaden Daniels to say, "I have nothing to prove. I'm leaving." That'd be good. Yeah, that would that would help. This situation, but, but man, Nuss- I'm not looking for the storylines on that one for a month. I mean, Dustmeyer threw for 300 uh, in the Georgia game a year ago, so it's not like the next yeah. guy's sloppy, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's just way too much downside to that one. One other note. It's pretty much anticipated Joe Walt's gone. Star left tackle for Notre Dame. There's talk that Blake Fisher – who obviously could leave, he's a true junior, is being promised if you'll come back, we'll let you have the left tackle job 
and that will enhance your resume. Are you hearing anything there? Last I heard is he's looking to go pro. So uh, I'm surprised by it. Uh, I think he's been underwhelming. But, uh, and this is within twenty the last 24 hours. Uh, what I have read and been told is he's likely to go and leave for the pros. They've recruited pretty well on the offensive line. I don't know if that's going to be their biggest problem next year. It, 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 you're certainly going to have to. they got to figure out the quarterback. Yeah, offensive yeah. line will be okay. And that, they got some young guys getting some snaps here in the last couple of games. So uh, they got a lot, a lot more, a lot of talent. Skill position, tight end will be low. The wide receiver will be much, uh, be the best wide receiver room they've had in three, four years. Uh, defense worries me. They got a lot of veterans that will be lost there. Uh, they'll have some talent, but uh, I'm actually more. I know Parker will probably be back as OC. You got to figure out the quarterback, but I'm actually more worried about the defense next year. Uh, just the guy replacing multiple year, a lot of multiple year starters. Uh, hopefully, the, the most important piece I would say is keeping Al Golden for next year. And they don't substitute to get their young guys reps. Is the other thing? <laughs> no, they don't. Not not like I would. But I just it is what it is. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Ask Brad about James Madison at Coastal Carolina. He says, I can get Coastal Carolina plus nine and a half on BetUS. He says it's eight and a half and nine everywhere else. I like that he's shopping. That's good. And getting the absolute best number available in the marketplace. I like that a lot. That's the thought. That, that to me, thinking like that will help you win more than anything that, that you'll ever do in this market. Listen to anybody. Uh, you know, doing that uh, will help you win long term. The only problem I see is nine is just not a very key number. Uh, so it's it, it's great to get that point, and it'll matter in the long run, especially around key numbers three, seven, ten, fourteen, twenty-one type stuff. Nine, it doesn't matter as as much. Where will I lean on it? I I lean more the coastal way in that one. Uh, I, you know, kind of a dream crusher for James Madison, unbeaten season. Came to an end. Uh, all the hoopla with college game day there. Uh, we've seen the money that early this week come in on Coastal. I, I think Coastal's definitely the right side. So uh, I, nine and a half for sure. I'm not going to talk you off of that one, especially when it's the best number available. Jeff in Chicago asked Brad about the look ahead line of Georgia minus three and a half over Bama in the SEC championship game. He says, I like Georgia at that number. Uh, I think it's about right. I unless something drastic changes uh, this week, I don't expect to move much. Now I will say this: speaking of the best number, three and a half is the best number because I'm looking at four, four and a half across the market. You can bet this. I mean, I got thirty books I'm looking at right now. You can bet it at probably ten of them, and I only see one three and a half available. So uh, I'm not going to stop you from laying the best number that's available again in the market. Uh, but I, I don't expect to move. I mean, I, I make a Georgia four. So, I'm not bad at that. Brad, just a side note. I bet Northwestern Saturday, minus two and a half, probably got lucky there. Um, I bet the under on Georgia-Tennessee. I got lucky there because I got it at 58 and a half, and Georgia could have scored way more, but they didn't need to. I took LSU minus 32 and a half because Jaden Daniels needed the stats. That worked out. So I was 3-0 and there, but I took A&M minus 41-and-a-half. And, Brad, I knew when it was Abilene Christian 7 nothing that was a loss. So I went 3-1. and That's good. 
I am. No, that's a, I like thought process. So Northwestern, you know, Purdue's quarterback was a late scratch. Correct. That was devastating there. Yeah. Uh, you knew that was done. Although, I mean, you look back, look back at the box score, Purdue probably should have won the game. I Correct. Mean, Purdue dominated the stats. Uh, LSU was a good thought process. I mean, I'll carry that over to this week. I, I like LSU quite a bit this week. I think they'll get margin. They'll get stats for Jaden Daniels. I mean, Dexter A&M might be down to the third-string quarterback again, an interim coach. That has blowout written all over it as far as I'm concerned. I'll lay the 10 and a half with LSU. That'd be the best bet. If you're looking for we used to do the old, uh, you know, the, the stack ranking them, you know, the John Daly's Pizza. Well, this is the, the one you take them out to the fancy uh, dinner at the uh, Omni there uh, yeah. and uh, the Bob family Steakhouse. of four or whatever. And, yeah, lay it with LSU. Johnny Vegas. Ask Brad about his thoughts on the Heisman. He asks Daniels, Knicks, or Penix. If I had to stack rank them, I mean, I know I'd vote for Daniels. I think he's the best player. Uh, Daniels is favored in a lot of markets now. I just think, man, Bo Nix is going to play two very high-profile games the next two weeks. And if he performs really well, I think he wins the Heisman. So if I had to make a bet right now, it would be Bo Nix. Um, I don't see Penix winning it, so uh, it's either Daniels or Knicks. The Palmetto Bowl, South Carolina-Clemson. Do the Gamecocks have a chance at the upset? Yeah, I hope so because I bet them. I bet them at nine, bet them at seven and a half. Now it's seven, around a key number. Would I do it now? I'd still lean that way. Uh, it'd be a, a much smaller bet on South Carolina. But, yeah, I mean, they've shown a lot of fight here the last three weeks to get in position where a win can get, get them the bowl eligibility. Uh, Clemson's also playing better. Uh, they've also played probably their three best games of the season the last three weeks. So uh, a game that has a hell of a lot more intrigue than what it would a month ago. The Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah, tough one. Uh, 13 and a half right now, Oregon's favored by Eileen Oregon. I, man, I, I'm telling you, I, statistically, Oregon's the best team in the country. You just look at a lot of metrics, so... Uh, <laughs> they're a pretty impressive team. I know they lost to Washington, but even that game, they controlled the box score. So I'm going to, on a short week, they're at home. They're off a, a tomato can in Arizona State. Oregon State went full 60-minute effort against Washington. Uh, I'm going to lay it with 13 and a half of the Ducks. The game that I think is the most underrated rivalry in college football, and that's the Egg Bowl. Thanksgiving evening, early evening game, as it usually is there, Brad. Ole Miss is favored it's in Starkville. This would make Mississippi State season. It would be a celebration if they could ruin this double-digit venture that Ole Miss is on. I like Ole Miss. I laid the 10. <laughs> I, I know Ole Mississippi State won and covered last week, but even then it was a struggle. I I think Ole Miss should be smart, uh, should be focused, considering they lost to Mississippi State last year. I think Ole Miss rolls couple more minutes with Brad. I haven't asked him about, I don't think, the Apple Cup yet. Got to get into that. The Arizona-Arizona matchup, Arizona-Arizona State matchup is another one. Let me know if I've skipped any of you, y'all. Coming right back. I'm the Nashville Hotel.
Good morning. Still running slow. Trying to get past that earlier wreck on 24 westbound in Harding Place. It's been a challenge at times. Coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville on 24 going westbound up through Antioch. It's still a little bit crowded over here. Coming in from Hermitage into Donaldson on 40 west up by Donaldson Pike. I still see some slow traffic. 65 southbound coming out of Kentucky in that northern part of Robertson County. Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. Music City Todd approved. The Bill King Show. Brad Powers with us. A couple more minutes. If you have any questions, post them. Brad, I don't think I asked you about the Apple Cup, Washington, Washington State. Do we have him? Brad, the Apple Cup, sir. Yeah, I'm not hearing anything, guys. Pat, and see if you can get that uh, connected. That wasn't good. 
Whatever that was right there, that was not good. Anyways, we'll try and pull him back up. Brad Powers, usually on Fridays with us, but this is a compacted week. No Thursday show, no Friday show. Have to get them piled up. I mentioned TJ's back with us tomorrow instead of Thursday, and then Kevin Hagan is also tomorrow. Brad, I was asking you about the Washington-Washington State matchup. Yeah, underrated rivalry. Uh, I'm not sure uh, with some of these Pac-12 games, I'm not sure if this is it for them. So I'm sure Washington State, like Oregon State, play with a chip on the shoulder. I, I lean Washington State here. I think this has been, you know, Washington every single week has to get up for something. Now they've got to lay margin against a Washington State team that when they're on, this is a pretty good team. They haven't been on for a while, but we saw that finally click back for them last week when they dominated Colorado. So uh, there's a few 17s out there in the marketplace. I like that. Washington State for me. No core down on the lovely Emerald Coast, who's a combination Florida State and UW fan. Says, Bill, ask Brad about the line of the Pac-12 title game for UW versus either Oregon or Arizona. He says no wins for Oregon over currently ranked teams. Would that be a concern? Uh, no, I mean, that's good that he brought that up. I mean, there's a lot of those teams aren't ranked because Oregon, you know, beat them up pretty good. Uh, We'll find out a little bit more in the Civil War game against Oregon State, who I think is a pretty solid team. Uh, you know, you could bet the game in a few spots. Oregon, I think a lot of people would be surprised, favored by like six and a half uh, over Washington. So uh, I, I know a lot of people would be surprised for that. You can add about three points if they play Arizona. So uh, Ducks, if they get to the title game, they're going to be, uh, you know, sizable favorite. Brad, do you like either one of the MAC games tonight? Good question. Um, I'm going to lean Western Michigan plus two, nothing major. There's going to be some weather in the Eastern Michigan-Buffalo game. I originally bet the over and took a really bad number, but it looks like a lot of wind and rain there. That's why the total is 35. Uh, just a lean Western Michigan plus two, but I wouldn't go wild on those. I If you need a MAC game, uh, I'll give you one. Uh, my favorite MAC uh, game this week, Central Michigan, let's go ahead and take the 10.5 against Toledo. That game's on Friday, Black Friday. Uh, Central Michigan plus 10.5. I think they're live, which means that I think they can win the game outright. So that, that tells you how much I like it. Miami and Boston College, early game on Thursday, or Friday, Friday, check that, Friday. And Miami's favored by nine. And Boston College actually has, has come back, Brad, and been a relatively decent team. Well, yeah, very surprising that they made bowl eligibility. I mean, if you watch them the first couple games, I mean, they right. lost Northern Illinois. They almost lost the Holy Cross. Uh, you would have thought their coach was going to get fired at that point. Jeff Halfley uh, rebounded bowl eligibility. Uh, I played a number on an open because that's all I do. Uh, my number said bet Miami at seven. Uh, I thought it would close higher. It, so far it has. It's up to nine. Would I bet it now? No. Uh, tricky spot for Miami. I mean, noon on a Friday. Could be cold up in Boston, but I just think far and away they're a superior team. So I, I, I lean Miami here. Did we skip any of these rivalry games? Brad, just let, let's give Cliff Notes, Iron Bowl, give them a couple words there to repeat. 
Yeah, I don't think it's a – I mean, I'm pretty shook after the Auburn performance because that was was historically bad. So it's 14-and-a-half Alabama. I, I haven't bet it yet. I, I need a little bit less to bet Alabama, obviously. I need like a 13-and-a-half. I, I would need a 17 for, to bet Auburn. So it's in the dead zone for me. The game, and you like if it's minus three Michigan, I believe is what you said. Yeah, it's available a couple books. I'll lay the three with Michigan. Uh, I, I got to play numbers and not overreact to what I just saw, though obviously I'm concerned with the Maryland performance. The Florida-Florida State game. Under for me. Two backup quarterbacks. Let, let's not try to figure out who's going to play well and who isn't. Uh, let's just say conservative game plans with two backups. Uh, big game, under 50. How about this? Missouri trying to get to 10-2 and two at Arkansas. And Missouri's favored by seven and a half in Vietnam. I bet Missouri. I just they're they're the more more trustworthy commodity. I kind of figured that they would struggle with Florida. I'm kicking myself for not you know giving out Florida because I thought that was a a bad spot for Missouri there. So I, I didn't necessarily dock them too much for that performance, almost losing to the Gators. Arkansas. I, I know they're going to welcome Pittman back. I just the running back position's really banged up. Uh, Missouri for me. Tell everybody how they can get your info, Brad. BradPowerSports.com, Bill King tab, top of the page, 40 bucks for the rest of the year. See you next week, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone listening out there. Take care, guys. Brad Powers, BradPowerSports.com has been a legend on this show.